0: Right, good evening church welcome to part two we're at part two of our of our study entitled make a difference learning to follow God well uh, in part one we looked at a woman named Hannah now we're in part two and we're gonna be looking at her son uh, a man named Samuel now Samuel is going to make a difference this is this guy is one of the major top Echelon difference makers in the Old Testament. This guy, Samuel, when it does make a difference, he leads the nation as a priest. He has a prophetic ministry in his generation. He leads the nation as a judge. And then he also leads the nation into the era of kings. And more than that, he actually, years later, anoints a shepherd boy by the name of David who's going to bring around, bring about the dynasty, the dynasty leading to Jesus, King of kings, Lord of lords, the only hope of the world. So as we look at Samuel's life, we're looking at someone who makes a, a massive, massive difference in his generation and setting up the, the generations to follow. And, and when we look at his life, we're going to see things that we want to do, that we need to do. In fact, some of them that we must do in our generation if we want to make any kind of difference at all for God as we seek to learn to follow God well and I think just to clarify the aim is not just to make a difference for a moment or to make a difference for a season but what we want is we want you to be difference makers people who throughout the entirety of their lives like Samuel through the entirety of their lives are gonna be making a difference after making a difference after making a difference all the days of your life. And, and so when we're trying to set up this idea of being difference makers, we're looking to, to talk, we're talking about being people who whose existence, people whose presence powerfully and positive, positively impacts their families, whose, whose presence powerfully and positively impacts their, their churches their, their, their um, job spheres maybe even their their communities or or their cities or towns or maybe even a nation or, or a generation we're talking about people who who are going to become big time difference makers over the course of their lifetime that, that's, what we're, that's what we're talking about in this study And so as we look at Samuel here We're seeing one of those examples Who, who makes a big time difference Over the course of his lifetime And that the first lesson that we're going to look at In Samuel's life It is the core lesson That we must learn If we're going to make a difference And if we're going to try and follow God well It's the thing that we have to learn It's the thing we need to mature in It's the thing that we need to master If we want to become a people who Who make a difference. And here's the lesson that we're gonna learn today. The need to rightly hear and rightly respond to the voice of God. That's what we're talking about today. Rightly hearing and rightly responding to the voices of God. If you wanna, if you wanna be someone who's gonna make a difference, then you need to be able to learn and hear what God is saying to you how he's how he's directing you. you need to hear from him know what it know that it's him so that you can follow him you can't follow him well if you if you can't hear from him well so i, I believe god has you in this city that god has you in this in this church that god has you in this generation to make a difference and he's trying to tell you how He's telling us how we can make a difference And he's going to guide us in how to make a difference And we're going to need to follow him well in that And that means learning how to hear rightly Let's look at Samuel The first thing he learns is how to discern When God is speaking to him And I'm picking up our study in 1 Samuel chapter 3 um, Starting in verse 1 1 Samuel chapter 3 It says the boy Samuel Again he's not old at this point He's younger than most all of us here Uh, definitely younger than me, Uh, most all of us. The boy Samuel served the Lord in Eli's presence. Then it says this. It says, in those days, the word of the Lord was rare, and prophetic visions were not widespread. Now, sometimes you see eras like this in the Old Testament, but everything changed as a Pentecost Sunday. Now, we talk about this every Pentecost, but we talk about how... On um, Pente- Pentecost Sunday, the Holy of Holies, temple presence of God moved out of the temple built, by, built of stone and into people, making them not just people who believe in God, but people who are new creation beings who's the, who carry inside of them the temple presence of God. There's an extraordinary thing that's happened uh, So the, uh, we don't have time to talk about that much But when, when we There's months that I don't hear as much from God And there's, there's months that I hear more from God But in our generation Even if we're not hearing much in this particular season Or maybe we are, maybe we aren't It would be very wrong to conclude that we live in days Where the word of the Lord is rare All over the world God is speaking and revealing himself In this day, revealing himself to people um, So that they can believe in Jesus All over the world This is not like our day at all, post-Pentecost But anyways uh, In that day, in those days, the word of the Lord was rare And prophetic visions were not widespread One day, says verse 2 Eli Eli He's the high priest and also the adopted uh, Who's adopted Samuel and who's raising Samuel One day Eli, whose eyesight was failing, was lying in his room Before the lamp of God had gone out Samuel was lying down in the tabernacle of the Lord Where the ark of God was located Then the Lord called Samuel And he answered, here am I And he ran to Eli and said, here am I, You, you called me I didn't call you, replied Eli Go back and lie down So he went and lie down Once again, Yahweh, the Lord Called Samuel Samuel got up Went to Eli and said, here I am you, you called me I didn't call you, my son He replied, go back And lie down Now, Samuel had not yet Experienced the Lord Because the word of the Lord had not yet Been revealed to him. Let's, let's just take, take a break here for a second. Now, I know that there's many people in, in our church and in this room who, feels like, who feel like God maybe doesn't speak to you. Maybe you feel like God doesn't speak to you very much. That, that maybe some people are like, yeah, I don't hear from God. Just like with Samuel here, though. Samuel is hearing from God, but he doesn't yet understand that what he's hearing is God speaking to him. When it comes to hearing from God, the first thing we need to learn is how to perceive when God is actually speaking to us. God is speaking. Are you perceiving? God is speaking. Are you perceiving? If the answer is no, I'm not, I'm not feeling like God's speaking to me, I'm, at least I'm not perceiving it, that's fine. That's the starting point for basically everyone. Everyone starts at this point. Everyone who wants to follow God and make a difference... Starts just like Samuel here If you're not feeling like God's speaking to you Know that there's a huge difference between God is not speaking to me And I'm not perceiving God speaking to me Those are two different things Now Samuel might feel like God's not speaking to him But the reality is God is speaking He's just not perceiving that I think I think we can have the humility To say God If you're speaking to me, help me to hear. And one of my prayers for us over over and over again is, open my ears so that I can hear. Let me hear. Teach me to listen. Teach me to perceive. Perceive. I remember on the 24th of September, 2005, I was, I I can't remember exactly how I was feeling emotionally at that point, but it was somewhere in the area of maybe frustrated, confused, maybe, with God, confused, and, and going to God, like, with some confusion. Maybe that's the best way to say it. I was trying to get this church going at the time, and things were not going well, and I was like, God, just tell me what you want me to do. If you would just tell me. I know that nobody else has had this conversation with God. But if you would just tell me what you want me to do, I would do it. Just just let me know. And I was I was I was giving I was in the proper prayer speak to me now posture. Uh, you know, come on. Now is the moment. And 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 I, and I felt like God said nothing. I felt like there was just silence. And that's how I would have described it. And because God didn't say anything to me in that moment I, I, or I was like, okay, fine I'll, I'll read the book of Acts It's about starting churches Maybe there's some answers there So I, I sat down and, and, and read the book of Acts In retrospect God was speaking to me in that moment I, I thought God wasn't speaking to me he, But he was speaking I just wasn't perceiving that it was him I thought it was me saying I know, I'll just read the book of Acts But in retrospect, it was God saying read the book of acts there's something in there i want you to see and it's going to become pivotal for your life over the next at least 15 years and and beyond you know it, it's one of those moments where i didn't think god was saying anything but but he was and in fact it did it took me a couple of years to go back and be like oh wait actually that was god that was god speaking to me god was speaking i just wasn't perceiving most of us have or most people start in that place samuel does too hearing from god but not perspe- perceiving that god's speaking to him and he needs to learn So, what happens? Verse 8. Once again, for the third time, the Lord called Samuel. He got up, went to Eli, and said, Here I am. You called me. Then Eli understood that Yahweh, that the Lord, was calling the boy. He told Samuel, Go and lie down. If he calls you, say, Speak, Lord. Yahweh speak Yahweh for your servant is listening So Samuel went down or sorry, went and lay down in his place So Samuel here he's helped He's helped by Eli the priest to connect the dots to so understand that this this that he's hearing He it's actually God calling out to him That, that what he's hearing is God most people need help learning to perceive when God is speaking to them. Most people do. Most people need help learning to perceive when God's speaking. Now, in the Bible, we get lo- we have lots of examples of, of different people learning to hear from God. Samuel's version is a lot like mine. I have a mentor. I've had a mentor for 24 years who has helped me. I've had friends over the years who helped me connect the dots. Oh, this, this I think, is what God's saying. I've read books about hearing from God, and I've, I've grown, I've been helped by authors who have gone before us. I've read biographies of, of missionaries, usually people, um, people who pray, missionaries, about Um, Who've learned to hear from god and follow god in in maybe dangerous and and challenging times And i've just seen example after example in in the bible Some of the some of examples in the bible uh, Show us that god sometimes himself teaches people how to how to hear from him or he makes it absolutely unmistakable unmistakable like a shrub that's on fire, but it's burning, but not burning, but burning, but not burning. And a voice comes out of the shrub saying, take off your... That's, that's a, a very obvious one. And I think most of you are like, God, will you just tell me to, how to do this? Like, just do that. Like, that would be really helpful right, right now. Uh, most people, though, need help. And wonderfully, we have so many resources to help us learn to hear from God in our generation And also the good news is that God wants us to be able to perceive it when he's speaking to us He wants us to learn how to identify his voice because Well, he wants to be heard and he's speaking to you for a reason Because he wants you to follow him well So that you can make a difference But usually we kind of have to learn this one How to hear God and how to perceive that it's Him Spend the effort to learn, grapple with it It takes some intentionality Anyway, so Samuel is helped by Eli To connect the dots And then what happens? Well, verse 10 The Lord came, stood there and called as before Samuel, Samuel And Samuel responded, speak For your servant is listening the Lord said to Samuel, I am about to do something in Israel that everyone who hears about it will shudder. On that day, I will carry out against Eli everything I said about his family from beginning to end. I told him that I'm going to judge his family forever because of the iniquity he knows about. His sons are defiling the sanctuary, and he has not stopped them. Therefore, I have sworn to Eli's family the iniquity of Eli's family will never be wiped out by either sacrifice or offering. Now that's, that's from the last chapter and we, haven't spent a, we didn't spend any time looking at that because we're not studying Eli himself. Uh, but you can kind of get the point here that, that, that of what's going on. For us though, in, in this learning to follow God, Samuel has taken another step. He's now, now that he's been helped, he's moving from hearing to perceiving And understanding what God is saying. He's he's made that journey. Now, I know I keep saying this, and I'm gonna say it more, but this is at the heart of what we need to learn in order to follow God well. This right here. Learning to make a difference. If you wanna make a difference, we gotta learn this piece, and I can't encourage you enough. If you wanna make a difference, set your heart. Set your attention Set uh, set your determination To learn how To perceive and understand When God is talking to you And what he's saying to you You can't follow God well if, If you don't know what he's saying But this is only the first half of it Learning to hear from God And know that it's him That's only the first half of it The second half Is now that you've heard from God Or you think you've heard from God What do you do with it? What do you do with it Well how are you going to check That what you've heard is actually God or not And then how are you going to respond Based on what God has said Those are very important questions Because the basic flow of this whole thing Goes like this Word And then you check Is that word from God Get a word from God then you check it And then you check it Then you respond There's a response and then after the response, there's confirmation That's the simple flow There's a word, and we check it And we respond, and then there's confirmation Samuel has learned now to hear a word from God And, and in his situation, it's really clear um, when, when God shows up, and he has a vision of God showing up And giving him this in the ta- tabernacle of God uh, that's, that's a pretty, pretty clear one Usually ours are not quite that clear but, uh, And so we want to check, check it sometimes when you feel like you've heard from God And you want to check it How do you do that? Well, some, the first thing that I do is a quick Bible check Is it biblical? Because God's not going to tell me to do something That is clearly against his, his word Satan also uses the Bible So just because it's in the Bible Doesn't mean that it's, it's a word from God But the question is, is it biblical? For instance, God is going to not tell me To murder that irritating punk, Right? It's not, he's not going to tell me to do that That is completely against His word He's not going to tell me to do that He's not going to tell you to have sex with someone That you're not married to That's, that's not going to be something that He's going to tell you to do You ask yourself, is it biblical? Is it biblical? And then you might evaluate the, the power of the revelation Was this a nudge in my heart? Now just because one is more powerful than the other Doesn't mean it's, it's the, the, the nudge in my heart is less God not at all, God speaks in all different kinds of ways, but I, I do sometimes want to evaluate the power of the revelation, is it a nudge in my heart, or is God speaking to me through a shrub that's on fire, but not burning, but it's on fire, right uh, it, it, evaluate, the, is, it, is it a Bible read through share, now I know that a lot of you and, and uh, have learned to identify in your Bible read through time, where you're, you have these shares, you read maybe 50 chapters of Genesis and you're like, well these three things jumped out of me why did they jump out of me, oh maybe God is wanting to say something to me in this. And, and maybe you've started to connect some of those dots that some of your Bible shares, maybe many of the Bible shares, are actually god Talking to you about some stuff that he, That's going on in your life So maybe it's a Bible share Or um, like I had one night in the last year or so in the, in, Within the last year I was woken up in the middle of the night And I heard a word in a different language Spoken over me And I thought it could have been Hebrew And I wrote it down and I ended up looking it up and, and all that kind of stuff That was a very powerful Unusually powerful night for me and So I reassess maybe the power of the, of the revelation Now, Samuel's got a really powerful one here Then also I might reassess my journals If I think I have a word from God And my notes and maybe my Bible read-through shares recently And I examine past potential revelation Has God been speaking to me about this already? Maybe I haven't picked it up yet Or maybe I haven't taken it as seriously Um, And then uh, maybe I evaluate the context of the revelation Samuel, he's in, it says the tabernacle or temple here now, God can speak to you anywhere. He can speak to you anywhere, at any time you carry around in your being the Holy of Holies temple presence of God. He can speak to you at any moment. However, there's some times where maybe it's easier to listen, maybe we're more intentional at pre-service prayer, potentially, or uh, often I'll hear people preaching and maybe I'll be zoning out and <laughs> But I'll, I'll, maybe God will, be, uh, God will be speaking to me in that moment You know, sometimes I pray for you that you won't listen to me In fact, that you'll be listening to God Maybe God will have something different for you Than, than what He's. saying. I haven't been praying that recently, so no <laughs> excuses today But um, God, the context of the revelation You know, church, prayer, things like that And Then you might look for double confirmations Double confirmation other, Are other godly people saying similar things to, to me? Maybe I'm running up past a trusted godly friend, uh, reading the Bible, seeing it confirmed while reading the Bible, dreams, vision, double confirmations. Is, is this being spoken about more and more? So those are the kinds of things, especially in the early days, of trying to hear what God is saying that, that can be helpful. And, and, and it's, it's good to have some of these checks because it's easy to get it wrong. It's easy to get it wrong, and I, and I don't say that to scare anyone off, but just to elevate the humility required when you're wanting to grow in this essential skill. God, I am listening. Be patient with me. Help me to hear you. Confirm it. Help, help me. Okay, so there's a word. You get a word from God. God's speaking, and then you hear, perceive that it's him, or, and then you're going to check it. You're going to check it, uh, which Samuel doesn't need. But then comes the response. Let's read about the response here In in verse 15 Samuel Lay down until the morning Then he opened the doors of the Lord's house He was afraid He was afraid He was afraid to tell Eli the vision But Eli called him and said Samuel my son Here I am answered samuel what was the message he gave you eli asked what was the message he gave you don't hide it from me may god punish you and do so ever so severely my sweet son (laughs) don't do that by the way may may god punish you and do so ever so do, do so ever so anyways Do so severely if you hide anything from me that he told you So Samuel told him everything and did not hide anything from him. Eli responded. He is yahweh or he is the lord He will do what he thinks is good. Okay, so samuel's afraid Rightly, so he's afraid to speak what god has told him. It's not a happy word It's not a pleasant word. It's it's actually a word a word of judgment and and it's not like it's God usually only speaks happy words in this case. Sometimes God asks us to do scary things Samuel has this scary word as his first word and then but even when he's old he has a he has to He's told by God to anoint this some shepherd in bethlehem And samuel's afraid because if saul hears about it saul could kill him it's not when God speaks, sometimes it, it, it takes courage. In fact, friends, if you want to hear from God, pray your guts out for courage. If you want to hear from God, pray your guts out for the courage to act on whatever God is saying to you. I find that the response to God's word is often way more difficult than hearing from God. Doing what God is saying is often so much more difficult than just perceiving that He's saying following god well takes incredible courage takes incredible courage many people don't act on what god's saying to them because they're afraid they don't do what god's told them because they're afraid they don't they don't do what god has told them to do (coughs) simply because they're they're afraid and i I totally understand. I totally understand. I was visiting a church once, a church that, that, I, I, that I knew well, um, I knew them well, but I was visiting, and it was a church of about a thousand people or so. And while I was there, I, I had, I have not had a time like this before or since, where I felt like God gave me a, a strong, powerful, powerful word while I was sitting there. And the word was, and something along the do, something to do with like, unless this, ch- unless this particular change takes place, this church is going to be done before that person dies. And there was a very specific person. I'm like, whoa, whoa. And, and it was like, God wanted me to stand up and, and tell people this word from him. I'm just like, I'm like visiting. I'm visiting. And, and so I have this thing, and, and, and I'm like, God, why can't I get a happy word like, God loves you and here's a donut, you know so, Something like that. Have a cookie everybody uh, the, the problem was though that this word was really clear and it was really obvious and I and I had zero interest in saying this to the church And so in my seat, I'm there praying. I'm like god. I'm afraid If you want me to give this word, you're gonna have to do something unbelievable I've never heard of this happening in this church, but you're gonna have to somehow get me up on stage with the microphone to do, to, in order for me to give this word I've never heard of this happening before or since But at the end of the service I kid you not The pastor said Hey Why don't we have Brian Ingraham Come up here And close our service In prayer <laughs> Terror I mean I am just feeling The dread of this The The sick in my, my heart is like Is vomiting uh, I'm vomiting on the inside It's a good good place to Anyways so I, I walk up there I take the microphone I'm like this is the most Unbelievable moment of my life And I prayed And I closed the service And I didn't say it I understand What it's like To be terrified When God's speaking When God's speaking When he asks you to do something that, That's 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 scary, now and, and I felt terrible about it afterwards. And I told the pastor of the church, "Oh my goodness, I, I had this thing and I blew it and I, and you know I'm sorry about that." And here was the word, and all, I, I I messed it up. I, I didn't go and well, Samuel here does what I couldn't do in front of a thousand people, and he overcame his fear, and he and he spoke the word true to Eli from God. Samuel responded rightly. He didn't give way to fear so let's talk about how to respond when we think god's spoken to us so we get a word from god we've checked it we think it's we think it's god and and as far as we can tell it's it's god and then it's time to respond now the first thing when it's time to respond is to simply ask the question god how do you want me to respond God, how do you want me to respond? Maybe God will speak to you about someone. I I, I know this guy a few years ago who had uh, dream, vision, picture, something like that. Got a picture of somebody that he knew who was all kind of curled up and in in a in a ball. And so there's this picture, and then the picture became God. What do you want me to do with this? Do you want me to do you want me to tell them this picture? I saw this picture. Does that mean anything to you, or or should I ask them how they're doing, or? Do I, do I take them with a coffee? Or like, God, what do you want me to do with, with this picture? How do you want me to respond? The first question is, God, how do you want me to respond? Now, if you're confused about how to respond, oftentimes it's appropriate to ask a, a trusted, godly friend. Uh, ask somebody advice. Like, God, I feel like God might be saying this to me. What do you think I should do? It's a great thing to do. Now, if you're in this church, I will tell you how to respond when someone comes up to you and asks you that question. This is my pastoral secret, okay? This is, when, when, if you come up to me and you're like, oh man, Brian, I feel like God might be saying this to me, or what do you think I should do? Or Brian, I'm confused, I don't know what I should do. This is what I, this is what I'm gonna say to you all the time, right? Uh, just so you know. And you can use this on one another when someone says, tell me what, yeah, anyways, this is the secret. Hmm. You've been thinking about this for a while. What do you think? It's magic, it's magic It's not magic It's, it's just, it, it's civil uh, it's You've been thinking about this for a while, what do you think? Uh, and so if you come up to me I'm looking for godly advice I think God might be saying this to me Oh, you've been thinking about this for a while What do you think, God? What do you think? Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good idea Anyway, so seek advice from a godly, trusted friend Hopefully from this church, and who will tell you that And if, like Samuel, there's something to say Or you're supposed to say something to someone Then I implore you to speak with humble Boldness Humble boldness Some of the bold ones out there Need to hear the word Humble And some of the not bold ones Out there need to hear the word Bold Humble boldness It takes both Uh, If you feel like you're going to share something with someone You can say hey I could be wrong But I feel like God might be Wanting to say this to you Or I I saw this picture You evaluate it You test it Sometimes I get this wrong And you approach it very humbly But also bold and clearly This is what I saw Or this is what I think God Might be saying to you Humble, clear, bold Now if it's not something to say Maybe God's given you a glimpse Of his plan for the future I've had several of these I've had several of these And you, you may have as well Um, If that's the case where god's giving you a glimpse of the future, then you want to act in appropriate faith-filled ways Act in appropriate faith-filled ways. Here's an example. I was 14 years old I was 14 years old and god said to me you are going to be a missionary someday Now I was 14 years old, so it's not the time to buy the plane ticket and say uh, bye mom and dad, uh, that so, but the question is, what would be an appropriate response? An appropriate faith-filled response. Well, at fourteen, for me, what I did was I started taking an extra Bible class or two. It's like, okay, I, I, I think this could be God. I'm going I'm to take an extra Bible class. At seventeen, I chose to go to Bible school instead of business school. I heard from I, I, I think I heard from God, and then I act in appropriate faith demonstrating ways now I could have become a missionary without taking an extra Bible class at age 14 I could have become a missionary by going to business school and not not Bible school but I made appropriate decisions based on what God had said to me that were appropriate for that time that that time I could have just said God says I'm gonna be a missionary someday we'll see and just go on about my life like normal but instead of saying, we'll see, I took a class on church history. I leaned in as a teenager. If God's revealed to you a glimpse of your future, you could ask yourself, okay, how could I make appropriate faith demonstrating decisions in this case? Rarely, I'm going to say this several times, rarely, 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 now it's sounding weird, rarely is the right response do nothing. And just see if it happens Rarely That's our preferred response God says this so um, you know We'll see if that's right or not Uh, Usually there's an appropriate active faith Demonstrating response Maybe it's just telling some people I think God's saying this Uh, Another thing to do is uh, Praise and thankfulness Praise and thankfulness. When God speaks, be thankful. God, I think you're speaking to me. Thank you. Thank you that you are the one who the Bible says you are. You're the God who reveals mysteries. You're the God who's speaking. God, I didn't know what to do. Praise you for telling me what to do. God, I didn't know that that this person was hurting. Thank you for giving me insight into that so that I can be kind and and friendly to them. God, thank you for helping me with this decision. Thank you for cluing me in, whatever the case may be. Praise you, God. Thank you. Okay, so we we move from word word. Oh, this way From word to check To response And then confirmation Confirmation is when The word from God turns out to be true turns out to be accurate right which is an encouragement to you you're like okay great i heard rightly i heard i heard from god rightly and, and that says you're beginning to hear god more accurately you're encouraged and you're 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 growing in that learning process and, and also you you're um, the confirmation can help you with making an impact in people's lives as they're saying, okay this is somebody who who i can maybe trust to give to to seek god with uh, about different things in the future and this is what we see with Samuel as he, as he, uh, his word is confirmed. This is what ha- what happens to him. In verse nineteen, it says this: Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him. He fulfilled everything Samuel prophesied. That's confirmation. All Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was a confirmed prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear in Shiloh because there he revealed himself to Samuel by his word, and Samuel's word came to all Israel. The entire impact that Samuel is going to have on his nation, the entire impact that he's going to have in his generation and the generations that follow begin with this simple yet essential lesson learning to hear from god and then rightly responding courageously responding to what god has said we're in a study entitled make a difference learning to follow god well and it begins with you intentionally developing your ability to hear and hear accurately from god so that you you can follow him well You're just not going to be able to follow God well If you don't know If you can't perceive his directions And then the real difference happens As you learn to trust what you're hearing And respond rightly with humble boldness To what God's saying to you God Is speaking to you He's speaking to you Because he wants you to make a difference He wants you to be a a difference maker He's telling you how you can do that if you will learn to listen And respond with courage He's trying to help you He's trying to help you Three challenges Challenge number one The same challenge that comes up When we talk about this topic Several times now uh, Can you hear me? It's a book Can you hear me? Tur- tuning into The God Who Speaks By Brad Jerzak. It's, it's just a, a, a solid, basic hearing from god a book a good starting point if you're wanting to take next steps and growing in this area you can you can pick up that book it's on kindle it's on uh it's even in print (laughs) Uh, secondly a few questions what do you think god has been saying to you do you think god's been speaking to you are there any confirmations about that and thirdly what is a right faith-filled response to what god might be saying to you If you feel like God's been saying, instead of just being like, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Is there something that can demonstrate faith in that?